0: Welcome back to another episode of Too Much Podtar uh, After, you know, kind of a month Hiatus here Haven't been doing episodes we we were doing those uh, daily episodes Of, you know, this day in baseball history For a while, but kind of got st- stuck Doing other stuff, you know, the NFL draft came along And then was focused on that And then I was finishing up my semester As well, so I kind of got a little busy there So, yeah I'm back here with Johnny Black On the show, so you know kind of my co-host basically we've been doing a lot of episodes together so yeah what's going on Not uh, much you know, so I said before the show my my states it, I live in Pennsylvania and we're in the in the yellow phase now so we're kind of lessening the restrictions now we can go out more and I actually return to work on Tuesday so be excited to actually get out and you know, do something other than sit at home.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I've been actually, uh, I work at a supermarket. I'm a receiver at a supermarket in Boston. So I've been kind of the essential employee. So I've been going to work. None of this has changed for me. Uh
0: (laughs) Yeah, but over like last month, we've been hearing stuff about, you know, potential season and the proposal that they've been, still waiting. You're still kind of waiting for a proposal. They haven't officially had the proposal yet because of you know stuff like the owners want to lessen the contracts for the players, which I think find I find ridiculous. They already agreed to it. They agreed to the the lesser the prorated contract already. And so I agree with the players coming out and saying that they like they're upset about it. Like Blake Snell, like a couple of weeks ago, said something on a, a live stream on Twitch. He was saying that you know. They agreed to this they want they want to get their money they want to get paid what they're worth and they deserve it and you know if it's not worth playing if you're not gonna get paid it's just like any other worker if you're gonna be working in a supermarket like you you gotta you're gonna get your normal pay you're not gonna get a, a lower salary just because you're you know just because it's a less it's a fewer fewer game than a season it doesn't mean anything so still should get them out that they agreed to before prior hand beforehand.
1: Right. And the thing is too, I mean, if someone goes out, you know, you're even if you're playing 162 game season. Yeah. If someone, if someone like Blake Snell goes out and blows his arm out and misses a year from Tommy John surgery, he still gets paid. Yeah. He's a guaranteed contracts. So the fact that, the players are willing to take a pay cut, a prorated pay cut, as far as saying, all right, we're going to take half our pay because we're only playing 81 games for the owners to come back and be like, well, you should take even less because I think it honestly is bullshit. Yeah. Because if they all would have come back and people get hurt, they still get paid.
2: Yeah.
1: They're all guaranteed contracts. So, a, the the players are already giving something back to the game and to the owners by saying we'll take half, half the season's pay for the owners to push it and be like we want more we want 33% of that or whatever it is it's ridiculous that's yeah. totally ridiculous
0: yeah and not only that the you know suspensions like the the Astros like AJ Hinch his and the other guys, you know, core, their suspensions are going to be, they're going to count for this year, even if there's no season, which is even more ridiculous. Like, yeah. like how can you not play a whole seat, not play a season at all. And then they, they don't, they get lo- let off easy. And well, even like the Astros get let off easy. So like the players themselves, because they didn't get any suspensions or anything because you know, they, they, uh, they, uh, had the, they were in, they had immunity for the whole thing. So, I mean, they're not going to be booed at all this year because it's probably not going to be any fans the whole season, so they're not going to have anything get, like thrown at them at all. Yeah. So it's like, it's uh, yeah, whole yeah, thing it it's... for everything that was supposed to happen this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I saw something. Um, <clears throat> someone was saying on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, would this, you know, if you, would would you view a championship this year if they played an eighty-one game season? Would you view it as a real championship? I mean, I say yes. Yeah. Because it is what it is. I mean, we've done well gone through strikes before. You know, in yeah. 1981, and I brought I brought this up. In nineteen eighty one, what they did in nineteen eighty one with the strike, what happened in the middle of the season, what they did was they split the season in two halves. Hmm. So the the winner of the first half basically played the winner of the second half as far as your division went. Yeah. Now what ha- what wound up happening was the Cincinnati Reds had the best record in the National League in 1981. Yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't make the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> because they finished second in the first half and second in the second half.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, but this still counts. Yeah. The, Dodgers, the Dodgers were still the World Series winners that year. Right. So, does anyone say anything about that? No. no. And they only played 109 games that year. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not going to take away, if you're not going to put asterisks on certain records, if you're not going to put it on that season, on 1995, where they lost, I mean, granted, they only lost about 12 games. But mm. still, you know, if you're not going to put it on certain seasons, it's 2017 Astros. Yeah. You know, for the cheating and everything. If you're not going to do it on that, then no. Hmm. Then I think in 81 game season, if you have a legit 81 game season, a legit playoff series, like NLCS, NLDS and all that stuff, then yes, it's a legit champion.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think it's harder because like shorter season, you have, you know, the usual uh, usual season you have all these ups and downs during the season. Like you're going to have a losing streak, you can have winning streaks, but like 81 games is probably, it's even more pressure to win every, almost win all the games you play. Like, like, so it's like, and then also the circumstances, like this, this whole circumstance with the virus, it's kind of even more, it's, it's just the circumstances you put in and it's, they have to play, you know, they're going to have to play with no fans. They're going to have to play whatever doing social distancing and all this other stuff. So it's like, I think it's even harder to do this year than any other year.
1: Yeah, and they all—they're all playing under the same umbrella. Yeah, we they're all playing under the same thing. So I, it's, just, it's a level playing field. Yeah, you know whether it helps certain teams or hurts certain teams as far as starting the season later because of injuries, you know, people that were going to come back, you know, may have missed the first month of the season now won't. You know, I get it, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's still the game. It's what we have. Yeah. So, there's no changing it. There's no retroactive, you know, changing anything in baseball history.
2: No. Like
1: that, so. Yeah. I'm just wondering what's like what
0: they're going to do. Like, is it going to be like the KBO, like the KBO they've been doing? Like they have like uh cardboard cutouts of fans and like, fake- <laughs> are they going to do the same thing for MLB or not? I don't know. I just—it's kind of weird the way they do that. It's—I I kind of wish they would just not have anything like that. It's kind of have an empty stadium because
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. <laughs> that it's pretty strange, but yeah. hey, mm-hmm. well maybe the maybe the players will bring their own carbo cutouts of like <laughs> their wives and their kids oh, and yeah. stuff. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> their own. I mean maybe, I think maybe maybe someone like Mike Trout like brings his own cheering section. So he buys yeah. like three hundred cutouts. Oh my I god. I put some in there with like a sign up or something yeah. like that in like the left field stands or I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think it'll be
1: kind of you know, it might lend to some creativity too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, saw, I, say, saw something.
0: I saw something that they might maybe even like have give the fans a chance to like you can take a picture of yourself and send it in and you can be on uh, like you can they are they'll have like a cardboard cutout of yours of you in the stands.
1: Yeah that's pretty cool.
0: That'd be pretty I cool. I like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I like that. Hey man gotta get creative at this point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean I'll take anything at this point. Yeah, I just want them to play. I really do. Yeah. I just want baseball. Ugh yeah, I mean, the, K- the KBOs, I've been watching a few of the games, but it's not the same as MLB.
1: Yeah. I actually haven't watched any of the KBO. No. So
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard. Still, it's so late.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm still working. Yeah. I go to work at like 5 o'clock in the morning, so, you know, yeah. it's not like I can stay up till 1. No. <laughs> I watch them, so.
0: Yeah. so A lot of the games are at, even at 4.30, too, so it's like that's even later. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I've stayed up to like the ones that won I've like watched some of those, but then well most of the time some of the games aren't even on like e s p n they only have one game on e s p n for every day so I'm as like sometimes I don't even want to watch them one that's on the time, so it's no point yeah but another thing we were gonna touch on was our mount Rushmore. murders we were doing we did start that you now a little what was it a month ago we started doing these um or so and you know you did four of them so far I did two uh- you did Angels, Brewers, and the Nats slash Expos, and then and Marlins. Marlins and I, yeah. And I did Braves, Dodgers. So those are interesting Angels? You got obviously Mike Trout's on there. Of course, you can't leave him off that one.
1: Wow, <laughs> oh, he's definitely there easily. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got some uh, some interesting pushback on a on the Angels one. Really? I mean, I had I had Trout. Obviously, there wasn't any pushback. I had Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Which, you know, he's Angels, Astros, but the mm. Angels, were – I mean, he broke the all-time strikeout record for a single season and stuff with the Angels. Uh, you know, his best seasons are probably with the Angels. So I mean, he was he was definitely a mark there. Um, I had Tim Salmon. Who spent his whole career there? Fifteen-year career. He was an angel for his whole career. All right. You know, he was there for their only World Series title in 2002. You know, so they had to put him on there. And then I I included Brian Downing, which I that's some pushback when people were talking about Jim Fergosi
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, back in the day Vladimir Guerrero, obviously yeah. senior, who won MVP there. Chuck Finley. -hmm. You know, I mentioned them in honorable mentions, but people don't remember Brian Downing. And Downing was was one of the mainstays there. He played 13 years in Cal when they were the California Angels, and um, he was actually a really good player. People forget like how good of a hitter he was.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, and um, like what what I had said, nine seasons from 1982 to 1990. Downing had a 367 wallbound, a 129 WRC plus. Averaged 25 homers a year. Wow. And had a higher walk rate than strikeout rate. He walked more than he struck out. <laughs> so, he, he was a pretty significant player for them for a long time. I mean, I get the shorter instances like Vladimir Guerrero, won the, like I said, won an MVP there. Fergosi was there before he got traded for Nolan Ryan. But Downing was one of the guys that I really you know, I remember from the early 80s being there and he was a good player for them for a a while so Mm. I thought it was he was worth getting thrown on there
0: Yeah and then uh, you'll talk about the Braves when I did, I did, of course Hank Aaron's gotta be on there, of course, he's the yeah can't um he's one of the greatest hitters of all time of course um and then let's see i've got to let this load here i forget who else i put of course the braves were originally in boston uh, they started out in boston and then ended up now obviously uh they moved to milwaukee and then Al- now obviously they're in atlanta so they've been in three cities and aaron was there for 20 years you Now hit his hit 755 home runs and you now 21 all-star games he got voted into in, in his career and 20 of them were the Braves uh, MVP award in 50 1957 it was only it was only his one MVP award but he did he finished in the top five seven other times as well so you know he was always there right there in the running just like trout is every year for you know th- today's game. And it, I, I said in the article too, he's pretty. He was pretty much his generation's Mike Trout, so kind of the sim, kind of similar players, the way that they had the numbers they put up. Uh, I also had uh, Greg Maddox, of course. He's you know, that's where the term the Maddox came from. You know, pitching a complete game with less than 100 pitches, complete uh, complete game shutout. So that's you know, he has that named after him. Uh, of course, he's he was also with the Cubs for few years uh 1986 to 92 and then he also pitched a one of his complete games was a 76 complete game 76 pitch complete game which is just insane it's something that's never going to happen again like ever 76 pitches is just insane
1: yeah i would agree with that guys go through four i mean three four innings 76 pitches <laughs> let alone nine. Oh yeah that's insane
0: and people don't even go, like, a full
1: game anymore, really. Yeah. Just pitching a complete game is an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> uh,
0: um, and then I had Chipper Jones on the list. Uh, he was uh, in eight All-Star games, batting title in 2008. He had a career slash line of 303, 402, 529, and he... His he had 1,623 RBIs, which was third. It ranks third all time among third basemen. And he has ranked second in among switch hitters for the RBIs, second to Eddie Murray. And also, uh, three hundred only switch hitter to have a 300 batting average and over 400 400 home runs. So pretty. He was uh. One of the one of the uh, greatest hitters as well, uh, well one of the best switch hitters of all time. Uh, and then John, I had a uh, for the second, I mean for the last one, I had a kind of a toss up between John Smoltz and Tom Glavin, but I decided it uh, with John Smoltz just because of his postseason performances. Uh, he was a better postseason performer than, than Glavine. Um, let's see here. He had a fifteen and four. Record two six seven ERA, um, under ninety nine strikeouts and four saves in forty one games in the postseason. And then had three thousand eighty four strikeouts and one hundred fifty four saves in his career. Cy Young ninety six. Uh, that year he had twenty four wins and two hundred seventy six strikeouts. Uh, MVP in the ninety two NLCS. And then Cooper, he was elected to Cooperstown in 2015 on his first year. In his first year, so yeah, a lot of and then you know Braves have had a lot of history, so it's, it was kind of a tough one to decide between like with the fourth one, but Smoltz, you got to go with uh, for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, Eddie Matthews is a tough tough one to leave off. Yeah, you know, one of the best third baseman ever. But, I mean, I could see, you know, you know, I can't really argue it. <laughs> it's kind of hard with these Mount Rushmore things. You know, yeah. you're picking four of the best. So, it's it's tough. It's tough either way. But Smoltz was Smoltz was definitely worthy. I mean, just the fact that he went to being a closer for a few years and then back yeah. to being a starter. And, you know, that's another thing, too. It's not easy to do. No. Not at all. I mean, most of the time you go
0: to be a closer and then you just, that's there. it. You're yeah. just there for the, for the rest of your
1: career. Yeah, usually that's it. Yeah. You know, they move you to the closer role and it's all over. <laughs> then <laughs> you just become a closer, kind of like Dennis Eckersley. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I had the Brewers one. The Brewers one, the Brewers one actually wasn't too hard. Um, even though they don't have as long of a history either, um, they started out as the Seattle Pilots in 1969 and then Bud Selig bought the moves back to Milwaukee in 1970. Obviously, Robin Yount and Paul Molitor. I mean, those are kind of the two obvious ones to both Hall of Famers, both had 3,000 hits, played most of their careers in both in uh uh, Milwaukee. Um, the other two guys I did was Ryan Braun. I mean, he's been there his whole career, won rookie of the year. In 2007, um, granted, you can say what you want about the failed drug test and his connection to biogenesis and blah, 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 I don't know, the steroids. But the guy's the all-time leader in home runs, second in RBI, third in runs, stolen bases, like he's, you know, and he's still there. So he's been a lifelong brewer. And then the fourth guy I had was one of the first guys we did that actually wasn't a player. Well, he was a player, but not a very good one. Was Bob Uecker? I mean, everyone knows who Bob Uecker is. he was on in Major League. The movie, like the announcer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, did the Miller Lite commercials back in the day, but before your time. But mm. Miller Lite commercials, he was on Mr. Belvedere TV show, mm. you know. And he actually has 14 career home runs, and one of them was off Sandy Koufax. Oh wow! So <laughs> he gets to he gets to brag about that. Yeah. You know, but. For the most part, I mean, Euchre, he has been on the radio for the Brewers since nineteen seventy one. So he's been with the Brewers almost as long as they've actually been a franchise. So I mean hmm. he is he won a Ford C for, He he went into the baseball hall of fame in two thousand three for broadcasting. The guy's you know, he's he's in the ring of honor. He's got a monument outside of Miller Park, you know, so I, you know, <laughs> you can't yeah. go wrong with, you can't go wrong with Yuke. Definitely. So, oh, yeah. I mean, he's been a part of the Brewers for their whole, basically their whole existence. So.
0: Yeah. That, go with him. Definitely can't argue that.
1: Yeah.
0: Just a bit outside.
1: Yep. <laughs> you got to look at those old Miller light commercials, man. Well, those are, those are hysterical. Hmm. Just look him up on YouTube.
2: Yeah,
1: people are like he's walking through the park and he's like walking through the stands and then people are like yelling at him, "Sit down, sit down, shut up!" Like uh, they're hysterical. You gotta check them out. Let's see.
0: Uh, I'm gonna pull one up right now. Uh, you so- know, one of the best things about being an ex-big leaguer is getting freebies to the game call the front office bingo and once these fans recognize me i probably won't even have to pay for my light beer from miller <laughs> i love
1: them these fans know i drink light because it's less filling and it tastes great good seats huh you're in the wrong shape buddy come on oh i must be in the front come row come light beer from miller everything you always wanted in a beer and left. <laughs> that's hysterical <a terrible. laughs> i must be in the front row <laughs> that's great that's awesome oh man <laughs>
0: And then I had the Dodgers. I did the Dodgers as well. Of course, Jackie Robinson's on the list. Um, He broke, of course, he broke broke the color barrier in 1947 and won rookie of the year that year. Um, Played for 12 years with them. Or is that, no, 11 years? I mean. And then, of course, Jackie Robinson Day is celebrated every year on April 15th since 2004. And Sandy Koufax I had it put on there, of, of course. He won three Cy Youngs in four years from 1963 to, I mean, 1963, 65, and 66. And he also won the MVP in 1963. Uh, he led the league in strikeouts four times and struck out 382 batters in 1965. Um then Duke Snyder I put on there. He's now he was in the air with Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. Kind of went more under the radar, but was still a really solid hitter. Kind of, kind of uh, took uh, obviously Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle kind of took more of the fame. Like uh, they were, they were the more big time hitters. But he kind of just flew under the radar, hitting 40 homers and five times, and. He hit twenty home runs ten times, and uh, he had led the league in slugging twice, runs scored three times, and then also he has he holds uh, his special moments in history with the Dodgers as he hit he had the first hit when they moved to Los Angeles in 1957, and then also the first hit in, when they opened Dodger Stadium in 1962. So, kind of crazy he was able to do that both of those open like inaugurations. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that before I looked that up. Like I saw that. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy stat. But then uh, the fourth one, I, you know, there's a bunch of other guys I could have put on there, but I decided to go with Vince Scully, you know, same with, you said with Euchre, Um, he was, you know, he's the greatest broadcaster of all time, at least for baseball and, he was with he broadcasted with the Dodgers for 67 years starting in 1950 as a 22 year old and he went went with them when he when they moved to la five years I mean eight years later and, you know there's nothing you could say that bad to get about Scully he's just everything he does he did and does and it's just you gotta love
1: he's just <laughs> I mean, you, like you said, there's nothing you can say about him. It's just, he's the epitome of broadcasters ever. You know, just to be able to do games by yourself. I mean, just think about keeping people interested in a three and a half hour baseball game. And you, and he, he didn't work with people for a lot of his career. It was just him. Nowadays, it's you have the sideline reporter, you have the color commentator you had the play-by-play guy i mean he did everything himself yeah it's just unbelievable for 67 years i mean (laughs) that's just it's just nuts nuts it's that'll never be matched
0: no just it wasn't like he wasn't even just dodgers fans either that loved him it was just all baseball he's had such a good big impact on everybody
1: Yeah, I remember he um, he actually did the uh, I believe was the radio was it the radio or the TV announcement of in 1951 and Bobby Thompson's uh, shot heard around the world. Oh yeah, when they beat the Dodgers when he hit it off Ralph Branca,
2: yeah,
1: and uh, won the three game series to win the to to win the division. Um, Scully was on that broadcast, Hmm. and he basically stayed quiet and just let. The sound of the crowd and everything. So his broadcast is not what you hear yeah. generally when you watch that video. But he was actually on that broadcast on the radio. It was either the radio side or the TV side. I forget which they use, But he was actually on that broadcast. But he stayed quiet hmm. to like let the, let the crowd and everything like the sound from the stadium. Right. So yeah, but yeah that's how long he's been around. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
0: I'm turning 22 this year. I'm going to be, be nice to be a Dodgers announcer right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Until you're 90. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. getting a job now and just working there until you're 90? Oh, my God. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. You know. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, just awesome. But... Yeah, next one, I did the uh, Nationals and Expos. National slash expos. Right. Rushmore. I was actually kind of tough. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. That's a tough um, one. I
1: had a couple guys there, but I had to go with the big three back when they were the expos. Um, Tim Reigns, Rock. I, he was just an unbelievable player. And I actually put a chart in here. Now hmm. he's basically the National League version of Ricky Henderson. Yeah, And his stats are fairly comparable to Ricky. For the beginning of the eighties, from eighty-one to eighty-seven, um, you know, comparable slash line. You know, comparable walk to Ks, Not as much power. He didn't steal quite as many bases, but he also got thrown out a lot less. He had a much better stolen base percentage than Henderson. And even in those, in, even in those seven years, he stole over five hundred bases in seven years. Yeah, He also has the second highest stolen base percentage in history with minimum of 300 attempts. Hmm. Highest is actually Carlos Beltran, believe it or not. Wow. Um, And another interesting stat I found was out of the top 25 all-time in stolen bases, he and Joe Morgan are the only two to have more home runs than caught stealing. <laughs>
0: wow, that's that's so, crazy.
1: Yeah, basically everyone else, all the other stolen base guys, were weren't had no power. All right. But Reigns and Morgan actually had some pop. Mm-hmm. And then I put uh, Andre Dawson, the Hawk. I had to throw him in there. You know, he finished second in MVP voting twice when he was with the Expos. Finally, won one when he was with the Cubs in '87, but. He finished twice on eighty-one and eighty-three. Uh, won a few gold Gloves, six in a row, actually. You know, he's a twenty-twenty guy. Um, he's won only five players in history with four hundred home runs and three hundred stolen bases. Hmm. So, you know, he was in, he's a Hall of Famer. I think Gary Carter. I had to throw in there. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable catcher. The one crazy thing about Carter that I found was uh, from 77 to 84, he caught 91.5% of the Expos games. That's unbelievable. Like the amount of catching he did. Because nowadays you see like guys will catch four games. They take a day off Mm or they're off every Sunday or whatever. He actually caught 91.5% of the, like nine out of every 10 games he caught for eight years in a row. And to average 24 home runs In that time and 85 ribbies That's Pretty impressive to go through that Hmm. And then uh, The last guy I had to throw in there Was Strasburg Mm -hmm. I mean he was the first pick overall In 2009 He's been there for 10 years Now Um, Well Pretty much cemented it last year World Series MVP the first World Series championship for the franchise. You know, he was unbelievable all throughout the playoffs last year. He, again, has been a lifelong national, you know. So, I had to throw him in there. A couple other guys, I could have thrown Vlad Guerrero in there. I could have thrown Ryan Zimmerman in there. He mm-hmm. was one of the original, actual actual nationals. Right. You know, um, but I think those are the four guys that that are there, definitely.
0: Yeah. I was kind of surprised with your Marlins when you didn't you uh, left Josh Buck Josh Beckett out.
1: Yeah, he wasn't there long enough. Yeah. I, I I mean, it was hard with the Marlins. They don't really have that long of a history. Yes, they had the two World Series, yeah. but and that's why I put Luis Castillo in because he was he was All there right. for ten years in a row. Yeah. You know, put up some numbers. You know, his franchise leader and a bunch of stats. And he was actually the only one there from '97 through 2003, like straight through. Yeah. Jeff Conine wound up coming back, and I was actually considering Conine,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but um, yeah. Other than that, Hanley Ramirez basically was became Hanley Ramirez when he was there. Right. He moved on since and, you know, kind of went downhill, actually, after that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Stanton. I Stanton won an MVP there. Yeah. You know, came up as the big. And, of course, Jose Fernandez. I mean, yeah. even though he only played four years. I mean, he was the face of that franchise. And basically, without Jose Fernandez, like after he passed away, mm-hmm. they kind of, that was it. Yeah. For that franchise. You know. 2017 they had what they had, but they had no ace anymore. And that was basically when Jeter took over with his group and they were like, well, you know, they traded away Yelich, Ozuna, Stanton. That was it. Yeah. They all, you know, that was it. You wonder what would have happened if Jose Fernandez, you know, didn't, didn't pass away. If he would have been there, i yeah. been the ace of that staff. And he, and the numbers he put up was amazing. I mean, he was... Uh, I just can't imagine. He would have been so good. Uh, it's just so sad. Yeah. I included the video on the um, great video, too, that I found on YouTube, like yeah. in the article. Uh, it was pretty cool. But, yeah. yeah, amazing.
0: I don't think I, I, I need to watch that video. I haven't looked at it yet.
1: Yeah, check it out. It's pretty good. I was looking through some stuff, trying to get nostalgic on it, and I think this, one, this was kind of the best one I found because it kind of gave the highlights of his career, showed yeah. him pitching a little bit, you know, his smile and all the infectious, like, his personality and everything. But mm. then toward the end, it shows, like, them all wearing number 16. D Gordon hit that mm. home run yeah. and stuff like that, like, kind of gets you in the feels, you know. <laughs> so I thought it was a good video.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: What do you think is going to happen with baseball? Do you think we're actually getting it back?
0: I think so. I mean, uh, as if the freaking if they can agree on something, yeah, they can stop like having their foot up their ass.
1: It's kind of disturbing. It's wor- yeah. It worries me. The
0: to- yeah, because like the the other leagues are already like pretty much agreed to, like it. And NBA and NHL already agreed to like other like NHL yesterday came out with their proposal for the playoffs. They're gonna do like a twenty-four game playoffs, and then like play like the first few games would be like play-in games basically, and then it would go down to like six the new the normal sixteen. And then I mean NBA, I think they said something like I guess like five game five games of the regular season and then go into the post, post or something like that. Yeah. Baseball, like they, they have the proposal there, but they, the owners are going to be in assholes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, what really like, why can't they just come to something? And this is, this is disturbing on a couple different levels. It's disturbing that right now other sports are already talking about getting back. Yeah, this should be this should be baseball's time. Yeah. We should be watching baseball every day. And we can't. And it's because the billionaires are against the millionaires. And you know, they're arguing about this. And not only that too, in a long term aspect, this is disturbing that the CBA ends next December. Yeah. 2021. So even if we get some sort of a season back or don't this year, one way or the other, what's twenty twenty one gonna look like? What's yeah. it going to look like? I mean, if they we can't... don't know, no one knows how all this is going to work out even over the next year
2: mm-hmm.
1: and no one knows what's going to happen going into 2021. No. I mean, if there's nothing that can be worked out now, what's to say that either the owners or the players don't have a hard stand on going into next year and saying, look, if we don't get what we want now, we're not playing.
0: All right.
1: You know what I mean? Like, this isn't this isn't over, and this is going to be an ongoing thing for Major League Baseball. And they better get it fixed.
2: Yeah, they really done.
1: better get this fixed. Oh, yeah, there's way too much. There's way too much of stuff out there.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, you you can get away with this stuff when you're the MLB. You can get away with more of this stuff in 1972, in 1981, even 1994. You can get away with this shit a little more because you had people who would save it. And basketball wasn't as big. Football wasn't as big. Even hockey wasn't as big. Nowadays, you can't do that. No. You're competing against other sports. Now, this is the problem I always have with baseball is they, they shoot themselves in the foot with this shit is because they have the summer to themselves. Basically, the hockey playoffs and the NBA playoffs end in June. Yeah. Every year. Mm -hmm. You have the end of June, July, and August, all to yourself. All to yourself, basically, with the exception of NASCAR. Yeah. Which is big, Mm -hmm. but it's also once a week, twice a week. And baseball still hasn't managed to promote themselves enough. Or, or make the game appealing enough to be able to take control of a market because once september rolls around it's football
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I i just don't understand it they need they need better people working there they need younger people I, I i don't know what it is but this this right now this year and next year they better get this fixed because if they go into 2021 22. With a strike or a lockout, and then not playing yeah. baseball after all this that's happened this year because of COVID, yeah, they, they're going to be in big trouble because there's no there's no Cal Ripken no. With the Iron man streak around to save it. There's no McGuire and Soso around to save it. There's none of this happening. Yeah, so they're going to be in a lot of trouble.
0: you just going to have to you're going to have to eject everybody with steroids. Hmm. You just have to eject everybody with steroids, just, and then have everybody hit home runs. That'll that's that what that's what'll save it.
1: <laughs> that's it. Chase for seventy three. Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or you eject all the pitchers. Raise the mound oh, yeah. back. Raise the mound back up. Four hundred strikeouts. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> hey, well maybe maybe that's the way to go. <laughs> Raise the mound back to where it was, back in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. Could you imagine an extra six inches on the mound? The guy's throwing as hard as they do now. Could you imagine an extra six inches on the mound? <laughs> oh well, my. guys like Scherzer. <laughs> or all <laughs> Chapman. Like, guys like that. Like, they're, th- they're throwing gas anyway. and yeah. Everybody else in the major leagues at this point.
0: Right.
1: I can't, you know, that would be insane. Garrett Cole. With a 16 inch bound instead of a 10 inch bound. Oh dear. Oh. Yeah. How do you even hit that? Because on a downward plane like that, you're. Yeah. With an extra six inches on a downward plane like that, I mean, you'd probably be adding two miles an hour, three miles an hour in a fastball. All right. So you got Garrett Cole throwing 100 <laughs> all game long. <laughs> yeah jeez oh, yeah that'd be insane
0: i can't imagine that i mean especially the way that hitters are now like they strike out so much in like in the first place so if you if you go back to that mound it's gonna even be even more
1: like yeah well yeah with the mentality too I Yeah. because Mentality is now it's a home run home run walk or strike out, you know. Right. Hitters would have to go back to the mentality like they used to have back when it was like that. Hmm. You don't strike. You just put the bat on the ball. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. Uh, <laughs> but maybe we uh, maybe we go back to like 1965, you know. <laughs> Is a what if. Yeah, what if we went back to that? All right. Higher mounds, bigger ballparks.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing really else going on, except except nothing. That's it. Nothing going on. Nothing going on except
1: nothing. Yeah. That's pretty much about it.
0: Yeah, we got the draft coming up soon, a couple weeks, so that'll be a big for us. Okay. Yeah. Getting our our, uh, profiles out, draft profiles. So, like we did with the NFL ones. I mean, obviously, MLB draft isn't as big an NFL as NFL draft, but and it's still something.
1: Well, it might be bigger this year. That's yeah. Only five <laughs>
0: oh yeah, especially the only like the only thing that's going on too. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, five rounds would be kind of nice, actually. Yeah.
0: I kind yeah,
1: of. Forty rounds is too much in the first place. I think. Like. Oh, I remember when it was. I mean, I remember when it was. 70 something rounds. It's insane. Damn. I was just looking I was actually just looking someone up. Uh who was it? I forget who it was. It was drafted and I want to say it was the 78th round. I forget who it was now that I was just looking up the other day. But that's insane. I mean you look like someone like Mike Piazza. Drafted in like sixty seventh round, I think, or something like that. That's just nuts. Like, how do you to two thousand players? Yeah, seriously. I don't, even, I don't even know how you how you even do that. Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know what should be what should how many rounds do you think they should have like if I think they should have less than what they already did have before I mean obviously not 5 I think it should be more than that for other years but I don't know like I guess somewhere around 20 would be all right
1: Yeah I think 20 is fine I mean cuz you can remember you have the minor leagues now of course yeah MLB baseball this helps MLB to be able to cut out minor league teams Oh yeah but, I mean I definitely think that you know cut a couple minor leagues you could definitely still have 20 rounds yeah but i think it's that, that would be fine i mean honestly 40 rounds is a little ridiculous oh, yeah a lot of these guys don't even come close no they're major league worthy you know so why are you even drafting them if they're not honestly, even 10-15 rounds would probably be fine. Because honestly, a lot of these guys, you know what? If you're not coming into the draft as people seeing you as major league worthy, well, then you're an undrafted free agent. There people could sign you.
2: I mm-hmm.
1: Have walk on tryouts for rookie A ball, like stuff like that. If you really if you were in the draft and you didn't get drafted. Same thing with football does. You know, they have undrafted free agents all the time at football. Yeah. and Teams sign these guys after the draft.
0: Exactly.
1: Why isn't it, why isn't it the same with football, with baseball? And why can't you trade draft picks in baseball?
0: Yeah, that is weird. I don't
1: know. You know, why isn't that a thing? You know, I think it would make the draft... Honestly... If baseball wants to get the dra- be the dra- have the draft be more interesting, just like the NFL draft is a big deal. Now, baseball is never going to make it that interesting because you just don't see these guys for another couple of years. So mm-hmm. it's not like these guys make an immediate impact. You know, obviously, Joe Burrow is going to be starting for the Bengals next year when he was drafted number one. You don't see that in baseball. So I get it. Yeah. I understand that. But if you had a smaller draft, say 10 rounds, and you had draft day trades, people might tune in. You know what I mean? It would make it more interesting for the fans. Mm -hmm. Make it more strategic for the... I mean, baseball, these teams tank to get top draft picks anyway.
0: Right.
1: So how about trading your fourth and fifth rounders to move up in the third round? Or whatever. Like, why isn't that a thing? You know what I mean? Like, I guess because it doesn't matter as much in baseball because (laughs) there are so many players, but I don't know. I think it would make the draft more interesting. I think it would make strategy more interesting, especially if you're making the draft 10, 15 rounds rather than 40. At this point, you have 40 rounds in a draft. No one cares. But if you did make it shorter, I definitely helped the game.
0: Yeah. I was just looking. um, Mike Piazza was drafted in the 62nd round. (laughs) (laughs) 1,003 to 90th overall.
1: (laughs) It's insane. Wow. That's just crazy. I really want to find out who I was looking up. I can't remember. I can't remember who it yeah. was. Uh, I remember like
0: we did an episode last year about like the best steals for for the draft. We talked about Piazza.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he's got to be the greatest steal of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Hall of Famer drafted in the 62nd round. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of who I was looking up. That would have been drafted so late. I can't remember. I thought it was like a Marlins guy. Uh, I don't
0: know. But I don't know. I feel like I would know, but I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, we shouldn't. We should do like another, do like a special episode for the, the draft when it comes around.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Like even, or even just go live for it or something, or like the first round or something.
1: Yeah, once, yeah, definitely. It was it? It's June 10th. Yeah. Um, ah, I forget what time, 7, 8 o'clock.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <sighs> It's on like MLB network,
1: right? Yeah,
0: it should be. Uh, yeah. Should be I think it'll be interesting this year.
1: Yeah, I haven't done as much research this year. No. I usually yeah. do, but definitely get into it once we start doing once we start doing the draft profiles, it'd be fun to watch some video. Oh uh,
0: yeah. Where do they have like videos of the guys like just on YouTube or oh. yeah,
1: you can find them on YouTube, yeah, I, just search the guy's name, and oh, yeah. YouTube videos will pop up or, or you know come some kind of scouting,
2: yeah, yeah
1: college some a lot of the times the colleges you know if it's a college player, the colleges will have video up on the web and stuff like that, so and a lot of the big guys this year, from what I was saying, most of them are college guys. I don't think a lot of the high school guys are really touted as highly as some previous years. No. You get a couple of high school guys that were real big. But I think yeah. this year is only a couple of high school guys that I saw basically in the top 15, 20.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, I think just this year it's so tough because like they didn't even have a season. So it's kind of they're just going based off of other years.
1: Oh, that's the thing too at least college guys have like a year or two of experience. So you can go back even if they didn't have their senior year this year, kind of, so to speak. At least you can go back on what they've done, even in the fall leagues or whatever, if they played in the Cape Cod League or something like that. with high school, you got nothing. No senior year, no nothing. So, yeah, that's kind of tough. It's going to be rough. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of the guys that are drafted this year, being it's a five round draft, I would say ninety percent of them are gonna be college kids. Yeah, probably. You know, you may take the occasional maybe if you have an athletic kid that's mm-hmm. seventeen, eighteen years old, draft him if he was looking like he was gonna be something, but All right. I think them are mostly college
0: yeah I would think so yeah I mean I mean, especially for the teams that are like in rebuild, they need players that are more ready anyway,
1: oh yeah, yeah, I think like, it depends on what they need too I mean, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that shy away from high school arms, oh, yeah, just because they don't. You know they don't want to deal with that Tommy John the miners blah blah blah, so they go more to like established arms. Mm-hmm. But I think it's easier to find high school kids that can hit. Yeah, they're a little more bankable. Like the one kid I was looking at, um, I suggested to Sam to write about because I'm writing about two of the pitchers. Um, was Zach Fien, mm. uh left-handed hitter. As uh, an outfielder, center fielder, eighteen years old, I believe he's from Georgia. Um, but the kid's eighteen years old. He's six foot four, one ninety already. Hmm. And the kid, the kid hits like has incredible plate discipline. You know, and he's a senior in high school.
2: Hmm.
1: But I mean, at that size and that athleticism, supposedly he's got a cannon for an arm. You know, and when you're talking about a kid who's eighteen years old, six four. And already 190, yeah. build up, you build up 20 pounds of muscle, you know, onto that frame in another year or two, kid's are gonna be tearing up the minor leagues. So I mean, someone like that with an athletic ability, I could see. And already with plate discipline, like he already has an idea, like he's mature ahead of his years. I get it, mm-hmm. but pitching, pitching, I can't see. I can't see drafting a high school pitcher. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think. Honestly, if I was in an organization, I probably never would. No, no. I, I really don't. no. Why? So you can draft him at 18 mm-hmm. and have to have him work his innings and work his way up to the major leagues. I mean, unless you trust your system more than you trust any colleges, like big name colleges, I don't know. All right. But it just doesn't seem like a prudent way to go about it. I'd rather draft a pitcher and have him in the major leagues in two years
2: yeah. rather
1: than have to wait four or five years for it. I don't know. That's just me. But. I was
0: surprised last year the the Yankees drafted uh, Jack Leiter. Like, I knew he wasn't going to sign. So, um, like, I knew he wanted to go to Van- Vanderbilt. He wasn't going to yeah. sign with anybody. So, But, I mean, I guess just for the hell of it, to see maybe if you gave him big enough of an offer, he would maybe take it. But, I you don't know. Even then I think he needed to go to college anyway.
1: Like... yeah, they committed there he's you know, I'm sure I'm sure his dad told him <laughs> yeah. what was best for him. You know I mean yeah some of these guys, you know they're better off going to college and refining their skills right? you know rather than doing it in the minor leagues, you know you look at it this way if you're an 18 year old, you're a stud pitcher. Wouldn't you rather refine your skills at the college level and get your degree at the same time? Right. Rather than making 20 grand a year in rookie A ball and having to go through four years of traveling on buses and shit? I mean, what's better? (laughs) You're on college campus. You're the stud starting pitcher. You're 18, 19 years old. And you could do just as much work there in a big name program like a Vanderbilt. And get an education at the same time. Why would you why wouldn't you choose that rather than getting a signing bonus and then traveling on buses going up and down the northeast?
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean? Like if for me, I, I'd choose college oh, yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Hands down. Yeah. You know, so I mean, look at Garrett Cole. He, he's drafted Garrett Cole. Right. He decided to go to UCLA. And then he was the number one overall pick by the Steelers, Steelers, I was going to say. By the Pirates. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, we've
0: We've had no sports for so long. We keep forgetting what we're forgetting. Yeah, I
1: know. It's like, uh, too many sports on my head. They're all jumbled together at this point. What even is sports? (laughs) Uh, I can't wait till it all comes back, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I think we're closer. Seems like we're getting there. I think so. So,
1: hey man, we've been we've been pumping out the content. We've been solid through all this COVID stuff. Yeah, that's what you got to do. We've been really good with it. So, with the baseball stuff, we finish up the Mount Rushmores, do the draft profiles over the next couple weeks, and see where we're at in June. Right. Once the draft is over. We'll see where we're at with baseball in June. I mean, by June 10th, 11th, 12th, when the draft is, we're might. we probably going to have a better idea when they come back. And if they do have some sort of agreement, they may be starting spring training around that time and bringing the players back for games in July. So we may roll right into baseball season once the draft is over, which would be nice.
0: That would be nice,
1: yeah. Perfect. Yep. Just...
0: Roll right into that and then not have to think about nothing, no sports again.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just like the worst thing, like literally I, every time, like when I was growing up, I would always be saying like, oh, I can't imagine what life without sports. I like, I, this is my life. And then it, nope. this year I see what it mean. what it happened, what happens when it actually happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Never thought I'd have to live that down.
1: Yeah. Disaster. <laughs> it's really a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: Well, hopefully, when we get to when we get sports back, it'll, the year year will will turn around. It's been a shitty year so far, but hopefully, it turns around when we get them back.
1: Yeah, I hope so. This year, this year was just uh, we just canceled. This year, yeah. I just canceled it. This is horrible.
0: Almost to June, so halfway.
1: Yeah, a big second half, big second half of twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. gotta turn on the. You gotta turn uh, the. What's it called? Turn on the acceleration. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> turn, this, turn this over, man. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? You watched the Nationals last year. They started off like crap oh, 30, yeah. 30, 19, and 50, 19 and 31, the first 50 games. Yeah. 19. They wanted to win a World Series.
0: Yeah. They. The. It's funny that the Nationals' Twitter keeps bragging about it. Like, they keep bringing it up. Like, they, they posted a bunch of stuff about it. Like, Nineteen and thirty, they posted today, I think. Nineteen thirty-one, like they posted this. The standings from like a year ago
1: or something. Yeah, oh, I <laughs> believe it. Well, hey man, if they can do it, you know, everyone else can do it. <laughs> turn okay. it around.
0: Started off shitty. We're gonna turn around and have a huge second half.
1: Let's do it. Do it. You know, July Fourth weekend. That's oh. like the. You know, the second half of the year, July yeah. 3rd, I think it's July 2nd or July 3rd is like the middle of the middle of the year, exact middle of the year. Uh, yeah. So everything starts opening up. If we, we get, get baseball, back,
0: if we have baseball oh, on the 4th of July. It's going to be a party.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that will be huge. <laughs> that will be huge. That'd be great. Let's do All it. Right. Start that second half, man. Start yeah. the second half the negative behind us let's move on oh yeah
0: america
1: yep America
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. um yeah I guess that'll that'll do it though yeah kind of nothing else to cover but you know update we get updates here in the last next couple of weeks we have the draft and then we'll see where we're at where we're at and then um leading up to the draft. Hopefully we'll try to get some other episodes out. You know. Not gonna do be doing daily episodes like I did before, but maybe a weekly. Stick to weekly episodes. And always keep look uh, reading our articles. We have a lot of as we talked about, and you know the Martin Rushmores. We've been doing other stuff for other sports. We've been doing uh for the NFL doing the uh bold takes for all every team. So that's what the series we be doing for the NFL and then of course NASCAR, that's been the the only sport that's really really been on and we do our, our NASCAR guys have been doing that, so get those up there and some some other stuff that we've been doing. Um KBO has been on I've been doing actually the power rankings for that. So that'll be I have those going out every Monday, so another one Monday. So check those out. check us out on twitter instagram youtube uh, Sup- uh, soupy he's been doing his uh, series yelling from the bench on YouTube. so he's been doing those pretty frequently so that's been that's been good for our YouTube to get some more people to watch those. so it's been definitely a good good idea for her to do from him to do that during this time get some more content out. you know videos is where people eat up they like love to watch videos so definitely got to do more of that doing we did our live video so as we said maybe do a live video for the draft mlb draft and then get some content so checked all that stuff out um i'm on twitter at alex keeler johnny's at on twitter at jball0202 and check us out next time on another episode Uh, hopefully next week at some point and just to remind you, you can never have too much pod tar.